Good morning, everybody. What, where, why is usually a Patreon exclusive series, but the world needs Dark Souls 2 information. So, this episode is being released in an edited form on YouTube, while the patrons get the much worse unedited version. Please be warned that in both versions, Sin cannot pronounce the word HAID. We hope you enjoy What, Where, Why, Heidi's Tower of Flame. Hi Sophie! Hi Sin! Hi everyone, and welcome to the Snack Covenant episode 276. Mm. And today, we're talking about a very special tower. Which tower is that, Sin? Heidi's Flaming Tower of Flame. <laughs> there's there's an extra flame there somewhere. I mean, there's a bonfire in it. So it's technically there's the flame at the top and then the bonfire, so... Sin, you asked me to find a joke about towers, so we could start on a light-hearted note. Yes. Hi, Sin. I heard the clock tower maintenance workers are going on strike. Oh, no. Their union representative said, it's about time. Oh, no! <laughs> Someone needs to check on that drone. <laughs> So, Sophie. Yes. Let's open the angelic outline. <laughs> let's talk about the what. All right. What is the official name in English? Hades Tower of Flame. What is the official name in Japanese? Uh, Tower of Flame no Hade? I don't know. <laughs> Could you please describe it? This is where things start to get personal. Okay. Because uh, back before I had ever made a YouTube video, I played Dark Souls 2, and I came to Hades Tower of Flame, and I noticed some things about it. Mm -hmm. So what I noticed was that at the top there was a, there was a large, like, like, bright beacon. I noticed it was on the coast. And it was also, it was, like, near some rocks. And the sea stretched out into the distance. And I thought to myself, aha, this is a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Because that's clearly what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? It's a lighthouse. So imagine uh, how I felt sometime later when I, when I logged onto YouTube to find out more about Hades Tower of Flame, a mysterious area dominated by a lighthouse. <laughs> and uh, and was instead told uh, repeatedly that it was actually it was actually the temple of the flame god Flan from uh, from Dark Souls One, who never shows up on on screen at all and is mentioned once. Well, he's a pretty central character to Dark Souls because he's the god of desert. Is that going to have a little little um little sting, little like 
drum beat or oh no oh no i thought maybe you were so proud of that you expected it to carry itself <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 you know what let's try the drums one more time maybe okay. for this specific joke it will work <laughs> it's worth it <laughs> it's worth it okay okay it's not working <laughs> poor drummer you're so tired <laughs> So yeah, Hade's Tower of Flame is a lighthouse, because Hade is a kingdom that was on the coast. And if you look at where it is, like even though Hade is mostly sunk at this point, um, there's lots of big cliffs next to it. The cliff that Majula is on is there. That's very clearly the lighthouse that would have warned ships that they were approaching the coast where Hade was. And what's interesting is that on the top of the tower, yeah, it's not a giant light bulb. No. It's a flame. Yes. Because a few people have gone up to the tower to look at it more closely, and it's right. literal flame is there. Yeah. So do you think that the flame on top of the tower has something to do with the flame and the name? Yes. Oh, someone just texted me. Is it Flan? That is actually my tower. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he also says he really liked my joke. Oh, Sophie, and to prove that Hade really liked my joke? Is it Hade or Flan? Flan, fuck, sorry. <laughs> Hi, Sophie here. In the much, much, much worse version of this podcast that you have to pay for on Patreon, this section is taken up with Sin discussing a text she got from her mother. However, we have cut it out of the far more professional free version, which unfortunately means there's an awkward gap that I'm currently filling by recording this. If you think the podcast needs more calls from Sin's parents, please leave a comment explaining why. Back to the podcast. Earlier, well, I said, hey, liked your joke, not Flan, and people might have thought, oh no, bit of a mistake there. No, no, because according to the text, according to the text, it's unclear if Hade was the name of the kingdom or the name of the king. And if that is Flan's tower, then Flan's <laughs> name is also Hade. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sin. Can we talk about another uh, Hades Tower of Flame factoid? Yes. Okay. So, if you talk to the Emerald Herald, mm -hmm. she never mentions Hades Tower of Flame. Okay. However, if you watched the Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin trailer, she does mention it, because you can hear her saying, oh, Beyond the Gate lays Hades Tower of Flame. The far gate is the entrance to Hades Tower of Flame. That's because it's unused dialogue. And if you look at the unused dialogue, it says, The far gate is the entrance to Hades Tower of Flame. Deep inside the tower is a cathedral, which today is quite desolate. Now, the cathedral is not in the Tower of Flame. The cathedral is a separate building. The, inside the Tower of Flame is uh, is the Dragon Rider. Right. 
So I don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, I don't know if like, like the top of the cathedral is sort of missing. So I'm wondering if like maybe the tower was on the cathedral at one point. Or it's possible she meant like past the tower or something. Because she also says, like, there's two paths from there. One is to the cathedral and the other is to a place long forgotten. And a place long forgotten, I guess, is No Man's Wharf. So I don't know if this is just, like, an old version of the script when the layout of the world was different. But, um... Kind of seems like it. Yeah. Kind of seems like they took an older dialogue and just put it in the trailer for some reason. I mean, they do that with Blood... There's these lines in the Bloodborne trailer that aren't even, like, cut dialogue. We can't find them. Oh. Okay. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sin. We actually forgot to really describe the tower. So could you please do that now? Odd that uh, the flame god Flan chose to build his flame temple so close to the ocean. The opposite of flame. If I were him, I'd be worried about being put out. Are you saying the flame god Flan is the old Aaron King? That would make a lot more sense. So, flame god Flan's first name is Egil. So it's Egil Flan <laughs> King. Flan King sounds like a dessert company. But if somebody's new stumbling on this to understand the Egil King thing, you have to listen to the previous podcast talking about Egil. Imagine if someone was just stumbling on this and this is what they heard. <laughs> if this is the first thing you heard and you kept listening, you have very high IQ. You're one of the 1% of elite gamers who can tolerate the snack covenant. Even the hosts think it's terrible. So the bottom two tiers of the tower are kind of like, I guess you'd call them galleries. Like they have just windows going outward. Um, the very bottom floor, the floor is actually operated by a series of levers, uh, which cause the floor to raise and lower. Those levers are all outside of the tower. I have no idea what function this served. Well, let's think about that. Can you please describe what the levers do? All right, so there's two levers. Mm-hmm. Um, each one of them causes one of the ringed platforms that surround the central platform of the tower to raise. Mm-hmm. It actually doesn't matter what order you pull them in; they'll always it'll be the inner platform and the outer platform that raise. Mm-hmm. That is their only function, and they can't make the platform go down again. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if you wanted to be like, well, what is the point of this? Um, it might have something to do with water drainage. Mm-hmm. That's the best I can do. Okay. Because uh, the tower is below sea level, like the base of it. And like it's the it has all these like open windows and stuff, so I'm thinking like it probably gets flooded easily. Yeah. So if you wanna like get the water out of it, you could pull the lever and make the it's like a drain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know though. That's actually a good observation. And at the moment, the whole place is, like, collapsing. Hmm. So originally, maybe it was water drainage. Maybe it was some sort of an elevator that used to work. Yeah, I mean, there's the thing is, there's no way to get to the top of the tower that we can see. There's no way up. 
Um, so I don't know how that was ever going to work. The thing is, like, there's a spiral staircase around the bottom part. But the top part is constructed in such a way that you couldn't take a spiral staircase up. It would have to be inside. Yeah. But there doesn't seem to be a way to get up because it just has a ceiling. You know what I'm picturing? So as they're constructing this tower, they're making it so it's really not possible to go to where the flame is on top. Yeah. But that's because you don't need to ever go there because it's the profane flame. It oh, never goes out. Right. So it can just stay there. No maintenance, no nothing. And that makes perfect sense because it's in a place that's like random bits of Anor Londo, but also people with bird heads, which makes exactly as much sense as the profane <laughs> capital. Maybe that's the power of the profane flame. Okay. It just makes everything around it not make any sense. Yeah, it like yeah. bends time and space around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like it's like some Grant Morrison thing where it's like changing like the the canonicity of things. <laughs> He's on my mind because one of my friends showed me um you know the boss from Elden Ring that has the dragon arm? Yeah. There's a there's a guy from Doom Patrol called Animal Vegetable Mineral Man who also has <laughs> he has like a tyrannosaurus head for an arm and they're like I think this yeah. is where it's from, and I'm like, I okay. wish they collaborated with Grant Morrison. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sin. Do you think Flan is up there as well, and that's just where the it's coming from? Okay, well, that's another possibility. The flame itself is Flan. Well, we, we never go up there. Well, other people have gone up there, and it's just the flame. Like, there's no person in there. <laughs> They didn't make a 3D model of Flan and put it in the tower. Exactly, it's yeah. Just, ooh, I, I see. <laughs> the, I guess the other thing which we need to bring up, this was like part two of the Flan thing, is that if we accept the Emerald Herald that um the cathedral is part of the tower, in a line she doesn't say, obviously inside the cathedral is Ornstein, and past him is Targray who inducts you into the Blue Sentinels, which is the old, like, it's like the Dark Souls 2 equivalent of the Dark Moon, which mm -hmm. was the Anorlando Covenant. So there was this whole thing about how, like, okay, Flame Tower, Ornstein, Blue Sentinels version 2, is this supposed to be kind of Anorlando-y? Because it does look a bit like Anorlando. It's got, it's got like, Anorlando-style cathedrals and stuff in it. Um, weirdly, it has these, like, statues that are of, like, it's a person holding a sword, but they have uh, an eagle's head, they look a bit, or a falcon's head, they look a bit like Horus, the Egyptian god. And there's really nothing in the game that, like, links that to anything. Like, we don't really see that motif anywhere else. It just must have been a Hade thing. And also, on the Hade knights, and the old knights that are also there, which may or may not be from a Hade, it's somewhat confusing, they don't have any, like, falcon imagery. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I guess an explanation of that could be that there was a lot of imagery of those falcons, but because most of the city is sort of underwater now, we don't see it. I just noticed something. I've been wearing a falcon helmet throughout this entire discussion. You get that from Captain Drummond, um, who's like, a, at the rate you're trying to marry Kondo the game, you'll never meet him.
He's at the very, very end of it. Um, it's it's technically it's called the Drang Lake set. The captain of the Drang Lake uh, Guard War. This is an interesting thought. Let me write it down. I am an because... interesting thought. <laughs> but right now we have to focus on the tower. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna keep this in the back of our mind. And another time, we're going to have an episode looking at all the Falcon imagery in Dark Souls 2 and trying to figure it out. So I'm going to go to monday.com and put it on our board. Okay. New item, Falcons of Dark Souls 2. Hi, Sophie here. Did that sound like product placement for Monday.com to you? Well, it wasn't, because our sponsor is GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com. Has this ever happened to you? There's got to be an easier way. Well, with GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com, there is. Yes, at GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com, our pyromancy tomes remove the dangerous and frankly baffling Immolation Pyromancy and pass the savings on to you, the customer. Join today to receive a bonus copy of Fire Orb, the pyromancy that's impossible to get more than one copy of on a single game cycle, unless you farm those stupid salamanders in the forest of fallen giants for like three hours. Anyway, back to the podcast. Could you please describe what it looks like? All right. So the bottom part of the tower is a very wide open space. It has, like I said, the levers that control the floor level. And then uh, there's two levels of that connected by a staircase on the outside. Then the tower gets narrower, and you have kind of like a very long um, sort of stage of the tower that goes up, and it's got windows, but we can't, there's no people in there, you can just see flame coming out. So presumably, actually, like, the flame in the tower is starting, I get it, now I get why you can't go up there, finally. The flame in the tower must actually be directly above where um, where the bonfire is. Because it looks like the flame actually starts there and it's just going up to the top like a chimney. That's what it looks like to me. From the, I know it, it possibly looks different if you like go there with no clip or something. But from where I am, where I'm standing, it actually looks more like it's it's not like it's a tower with a light at the top. It's more like a big sort of chimney or a furnace. And the flame is just coming out of the top. It's actually starting down the bottom. So that actually makes a lot of sense with regard to why you can't climb it. So I apologize for my earlier comments about the architectural design of this tower. Okay. There's two paths from the Tower of Flame. One of them is the path that we take there from Hade. And the other one is the path we take away from it, which goes through a series of kind of convoluted tunnels, which I suppose are meant to be like the ruins of Hade. And those lead us through, like, the sort of... I guess it's meant to be, like, a sunken building that's connected to it, because we can't really see it from outside. That leads to No Man's Wharf. But it leads to No Man's Wharf by, like, a tunnel that's been dug after the fact. 
So I'm guessing like No Man's Wolf was sort of dug out after this. Like they, I guess the pirates like set up a secret base in Hade. Although that's a bit weird because they're coming and going. Like it's like a cove and they just have ships that go to and fro. So I don't quite understand. And yeah, if you look into the distance, you can see the ruins of Hade. And what's kind of notable about the ruins of Hade is that they don't look anything like the rest of Hade that we're actually exploring. Okay. Like the Hade that we explore is very ornate. Um, the buildings are all sort of like octagonal buildings. They have like domed roofs. They have ra- they're very round, like sort of round windows and stuff. But then if you look into the distance and you look at the buildings of Hade, they look like the Lost Bastille. They just look like they're just big, functional square buildings. You could say that, okay, well, what we're in now is like the, it's like where the kingdom of Hade was. It's like the, the ornate part, because it's like, that's where the cathedral was, where the tower was, the important part of Hade. So it's like more ornate buildings, but it's also like, it's a totally different architectural style. Like it looks nothing like the rest of it. Mm-hmm. It like straight up looks like Lost Bastille. And since this is so close to like No Man's Wharf, it, maybe it is Lost Bastille. I don't know, but there's a lot of it. Huh. It actually kind of makes sense if you assume that the Lost Bastille is part of Hade, because it looks a lot like the ruined areas around it. And if you think about like No Man's Wharf, No Man's Wharf is, is like right near Hade. And I don't, like, it's clearly not a very long ship journey. I know we're not really given a sense of time, but, like, it's implied to be, like, not that long a trip. So the idea of, like, okay, well, we have this ruined kingdom, we're going to have our little pirate base there, and then we may as well also use the, hey, like, it's an old prison or an old fortress or something that, that was part of hate. I mean, it sort of makes sense. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sen. And what I find really beautiful about the tower and this area in general mm-hmm. is the colors and the glass paintings and the design of the ceilings and the floors. Yeah, yeah, the ceiling's lovely. The blue is very, very beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice it's like the nice contrast of the blue ocean with the setting golden sun. Yeah. Speaking of which, can mm-hmm. you describe my phone case? It's blue and gold. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I really love that color combination. Well, you'll love Elden Ring. <laughs> so, Sophie. Yes, Sin. When was it built? According to the item descriptions, it's older than recorded history, so nobody knows. So it could be the oldest place in Dark Souls 2. I'm getting very Prometheus feels from this. Because Prometheus has a lot of blue as well. Yeah, it's one of the bluest films I've ever seen. (laughs) The difference I'd say is that like Hade is sort of like, it's like a... A sea blue. There's like a lot of tinge of sort of like grayish green to it. The Prometheus blue is like blue Gatorade. Yeah. I feel like Hade is like jewelry blue, sparkly blue. Yeah, yeah. Swarovski blue, you know? Yeah, yeah. But Prometheus is like fallout blue. 
is the Prometheus thing leading somewhere? Like, is this gonna? Because I'm. No, no. I just it just makes me think of it because okay. blue and ancient civilization okay. or architects or whatever. They go together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could say that, like, if either of us knew anything about geology, <laughs> we could be like, you could figure out at what point, like, the the ground would have sunk to get it to this yes. point. Because presumably, like, rising sea level is not a problem in Dark Souls. If anything, uh-huh. the age of fire dying should make it colder, so the sea level should go down. I know nothing about this, but in my head, that's how it works. So um, I guess if we think about like the this degree of erosion present to cause hay to collapse into the sea, because it's not like the old Iron King's castle. Yeah. That collapses into the lava, but it collapses into the lava because he makes it too heavy. Mm-hmm. Hay just sort of sinks. So I don't know, like, was it built on unstable ground? But also maybe... It was built on stable ground, but maybe it was attacked. Yeah. Maybe there was sabotage. I mean, if they built it this close to the ocean, maybe it just flooded one day and everything eroded and collapsed. So, Sophie, you know how you said that the first flame has an effect on sea levels in Dark Souls 2? I'm regretting saying that now. (laughs) So what if there was, like, not much water at all? Right. Or no water when Haiti was first built. Yeah, yeah. And then the first flame appeared. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was like flooded or whatever. Now I'm thinking about New Londo in Dark Souls 1 being flooded. How did they flood it? Where did the water come from? Haiti? It's Dark Souls 2. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. When you when you open the thing, yeah. The gate. All the water leaves New Londo. It goes to Hade and it sinks. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sen. Who built Hyde? Whoever uh, used to live there. They they had a thing for Anno Londo. Apparently, it's very similar architecture. Um, but I guess they looked at like that statue of Gwyn and they're like, should have a bird head. <laughs> but that that actually like lines up with a lot of Dark Souls 2's themes. Where like things get forgotten and reinterpreted. So like it's possible this is like an Anolondo offshoot, and in their understanding, like they view Gwyn as like this Horus figure with like a bird head. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. And the tower specifically, the lighthouse, yeah. who yeah. built that? Uh, I'm looking at it now as if this will help me answer the question. <laughs> okay, so this is where things get interesting. There is a, a famous historical lighthouse. Okay. No longer exists. It was called the Pharos Lighthouse. Right. There is a character called Pharos in Dark Souls 2. There is. There is. So, Pharos made a bunch of weird contraptions. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, there's a Pharos mask you can put on, and when you put the mask on, water comes out and makes you resist fire. That's amazing. That's the perfect thing to wear if you're somehow involved in maintenance <laughs> on this lighthouse. 
But Sophie, one yeah. of the contraptions of Ferris, because it's like mm. this giant block that's sort of a piece of a puzzle that you put in a wall and yeah. something happens. Yeah. So like in Old Man's Wharf. Old Man's Wharf. What? No Man's Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> The block that you put in a wall or in the yeah. floor or whatever, yeah. Yeah. it makes things happen. So in an yeah. area, the light can come on. In yeah. another area, a secret door appears. Yeah. And there is an area where it activates a fountain that gives you health. Yeah, there's a few that do that, yeah. So fountain, water, mm. eat, water. Mm. Yeah, I know. So I guess Pharos the Vagabond existed before the dawn of recorded history. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's, he would have had a lot of time. Because have you been to the doors of Pharos yet? If Pharos built all of those, he was there for a while. That would actually make sense. Maybe he was some sort of an immortal giant. You know what? You having said that right. Yeah. Just before you, like, drop down into the gutter... There's an area called Grave of Saints mm -hmm. that's full of Pharos contraptions and the Rat King that inducts you into the covenant that, like, is sort of associated with Pharos because you get Pharos rewards from it. And there's a giant skeleton there. <gasps> What's really bizarre is that that's called Harvel's resting place. Who's Harvel? What is Yorm's other name? Oh, Halleck. Havel, right? Yeah, right. Halleck. Yeah. So they're similar names. Yes. They're both giants. Right. And Pharaohs would have had to be a giant to build all those things and contraptions because they're all over the place, up and down, high and low. It would also explain why you operate them with giant cumbersome like blocks that are like the size of your head. Yeah, because for him, yeah. it's like, oh, I just put it in with my thumb or whatever. But for you, it's like Soul mm. Reaver blocks. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been a great mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you had to move the Pharos contraptions with the Soul Reaver block controls, where there's like, <laughs> it's like eight different ways to move a block. Mary Condor runs would have been much more popular because you'd literally have to clear out the entire area <laughs> to put that block where it belongs. Hi, Sophie here. I just got a little message from Sin reminding me that we forgot to talk about Lysia of Lindelt, one of the two inhabitants of the tower. Yes, we forgot to talk about half the people in the tower, but to put a positive spin on it, we also remembered to talk about half the people in the tower, which is pretty impressive given our track record. Anyway, Sin has no idea who Lysia is, but according to her, people in chat said she was kind of like Yosefka. As a duplicitous priest with a penchant for murder, I'd say she's closer to Petrus from Dark Souls 1, only the sexy waifu version, setting a dangerous precedent for the inevitable Dark Souls gacha game we should be getting around 2028. Anyway, as someone who does low soul memory runs, my interaction with Lysia is limited entirely to pushing her into the sea. Back to the podcast. 
Which materials were used to build Hades Tower of Flame? Well, I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it mm-hmm. now. Um, the answer, you'll never believe it. It's bricks again. Whoa! It's made of bricks, and then there's some tiles. And the tiles are on the roof. There's also a lot of fire. Does the fire count? What do we think is inside it, other than fire? Do we think it's a furnace? I think it's a magic fire that just never goes out. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we don't have we don't have to, like, hypothetically say that inside it is, like, a series of pipes. It's just a magic fire. Yeah. It's a profane flame. Yeah. Hate sinks and becomes the profane capital. Because that's underground. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like that. And Pontiff Sullivan gets the profane flame after he beats Ornstein. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a very Dark Souls 3 solution to something. <laughs> and also, I forget how Havel, the Ferris giant, is connected to all this. That's the problem with this podcast, is that it's so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so much is being discovered, so many theories, so much synthesis, that the people who are on it have forgotten what they're talking about. That's how, that's how, this is what I mean. You need a very high IQ to follow this channel. Okay, but Sophie, basically, giants associated with Heide and (laughs) giants associated with the profane capital. I think for Christmas you should get your boyfriend to get you a whiteboard. And you can put it behind you and you can write what we're talking about and connect everything. And also, the giant warriors are pretty giant. They're actually about the size of the Harvel skeleton, yeah. (laughs) Do you know what the giant... The giant warriors drop armor that if you put it on and it runs out of durability, it explodes. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think... I think... Okay, I think we're on the right track when we say the land of Hyde was associated with giants. I mean, if it's Anna Londo, they had giants. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that's true. You know, the the sparks from the Tower of Flame. Yeah. They go quite away. Yeah. And it reminds me of, like, during one summer, the people who lived behind me had a bonfire. Mm-hmm. And it was a really dry night, and there's just sparks going over the fence. And I'm like, if one of those lands in a tree, the whole place is going up. Uh-huh. And now I'm thinking maybe one of those sparks set hate on fire. <laughs> and that's what went wrong with it. That's oh, why no. it sank. But Sophie, speaking of sparks and the first flame, you know how in the Dark Souls 1 intro, a firekeeper, I think, or we see a woman who sort of <laughs> takes... <laughs> What's so funny? We can't remember what game we're talking about. What's happening? I remember someone. Like this is gonna it's gonna be real simple. It's just the Tower of Flame, not anything else. (laughs) Fifty-seven fucking minutes in. (laughs) Soil erosion. 
of an accidental fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gwyn with a bird head. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Drummond's hat. <laughs> My apologies, I continue. What I'm trying to say is that we see somebody take a spark of the bonfire or a flame or a first flame, whatever, yeah. a spark into their palms. Yes. So what if this flame that is on the top of the lighthouse is a yeah. very important flame? What if it's like, because we've established that Hyde is older than civilization itself, what if this is like the first flame? So this sinks into the ground, and that's the start of Dark Souls 1. Maybe. Time is convoluted. <laughs> what, if it's, what if it's the first flame of Dark Souls 2? This is their own flame. Well, I mean, it's right there. You'd think, like, someone would have noticed it. Maybe Nishandra, uh, Vendrick, um... The whole, like, people... I mean, you can't get up there. That's the problem. Unless you're a giant. There's also a dragon. So you take your dragon to get up there. The dragon could have lit it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if, like, after you kill the dragon and respawn the area, the flames gone out because the dragon was lighting it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was super cool. Yeah. And there's just a whole lot of shipwrecks and it's all your fault. Actually, the boss of the tower is the dragon rider. He must ride the dragon up to take care of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, because I didn't finish Dark Souls 2 yet. No, you're not going to finish it. It's very long. All right. Let, let me be clear. Dark Souls 2 is very long, but... It doesn't take you, um, like, this long. It's taking you this long because you're insisting on despawning every single enemy. That's yeah. why it's taking you so long. I don't like to brag, but right now I'm running around hate having finished the game. Uh -huh. And I didn't despawn anyone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hi, Sophie here. Sins asked me to explain a little bit of the lore of the Dragon Rider. There's five of them, and none of them ride dragons. I don't know why he's here, and I don't know why uh, Dragon Slayer Ornstein is himself being guarded by a dragon. And uh, this is where someone's going to chime in and say that actually the thing in front of Ornstein is a drake, not a dragon. So I'm just going to preemptively say fuck you because in Anor Londo there is a whole trophy room near where Ornstein is and it's full of decapitated uh, drakes. So he's clearly not discriminating. And also, you know, you know who else he tries to kill that's not a dragon? You. Anyway, the Dragon Riders were tasked by King Vendrick with defending important places in Dranglake. Two of them are guarding Dranglake Castle, one of them is guarding the room where Vendrick's soul appears, and another is guarding Vendrick himself in the Undead Crypt. The one in Hades Tower of Flame is guarding some pirates that have nothing to do with Vendrick at all. Back to the podcast.
So Sophie, tell me, do you physically encounter a flame that you have to link or extinguish like in the first no. Dark Souls? No. What do you encounter in the end? You sit in a throne and then a door closes. So you do not see a flame. The end of Dark Souls 2 is you are in a position to choose whether to link the flame or not. That's the end of the story. But if you say, yes, I will link it, what happens? That's not a prompt, though. It just ends. Because after the credits roll, yeah. you get a dragon, and the dragon <laughs> drives you. Drives you? <laughs> it's got a little car. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a very long week for both of us. <laughs> to the to the Haiti flame tower. Yeah. And that's where you link the flame. Okay. 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 Cool. It all makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, the dragon drives you there. It all makes sense. <laughs> so Sophie. Yes. Let's move on to where. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where is the Tower of Flaming Heidi located? No, that's not it's... What's it called? Heidi's Tower of Flame. Yeah, where where is that located? It's in Hade. Okay. Thank you, Sophie. Where is Hade located in the ocean? Sophie. Where is the ocean located? Well, now we're getting to the whole Dark Souls cosmology of whether it's round or flat. Oh my god. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of notes in this, isn't there? <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. Derasine creator hit it. Dark Souls creator Hidetaka Miyazaki here to explain the connection between the Blades of the Dark Moon and the Blue Sentinels. What? So the Blades of the Dark Moon were a covenant that I designed in the original Dark Souls and they had a very uh, well-known bug where the summoning would sometimes work. When I handed the series to Yui and got as far away from it as possible, he decided to rename them, with his characteristic creativity, the Blue Sentinels. His bold vision of a covenant that actually functioned led to some disagreements uh, during the development of Dark Souls 3. We ultimately compromised on uh, every single covenant just being a different colored aura you got uh, when you had a fight club behind Pontiff Sullivan's arena. Because that's all they are. Anyway, back to these assholes discussing, uh... Who the fuck is Heidi? Now let's move on to why. Uh-huh. Why was it built? <laughs> well, if you're me, it's a lighthouse. It was built to warn ships about the coastline. Mm hmm Me having said that, if you actually look at, like, the ruins of Hade off in the distance, 
they stretch out quite a ways, which implies the lighthouse wasn't actually on, like, the coast. It was somewhere, not not entirely inland, but it was, like, it wasn't the closest thing to the to the coast, so mm-hmm. it was to warn ships away from from hitting Hade, essentially. Okay. Yeah. What's its current purpose? Um, it's a boss arena, and then there's a cleric in there that you can push off the side. <laughs> Who occupied utilized it before? We have no idea. Who occupies utilizes it now? The Dragon Rider and Lysia of Lindelt. And the bonfire. Is the bonfire a who? I feel like the bonfire is a gray area. Aldi is kind of a bonfire. Is Aldi a who? He's a person. So then the bonfire is a who. Thank you, Sophie. Would be good if in like New Game Plus, Ulti is just at every bonfire. <laughs> I have another philosophical question for you. Like, God, I just want to rest. <laughs> Ulti, God damn it! Thank you, Sophie. Et maintenant, Sophie, je vais te poser une dernière question. Bien sûr. If the location has no name. Make up a name for it at the end of the podcast. Well, it does have a name. But this question became our <laughs> theme question, so we have to ask it every time anyway. Okay. What do we call the tower? Uh, do you want to call it the Tower of Pharos? Because it works on two levels. What if we call it the Lighthouse of Pharos? Okay. Wait, is that a thing that exists already? In the yeah, I brought it up earlier. Oh. It was like 10 minutes ago. Okay, okay. What if we call it the lighthouse of giant pharaohs? It's like the big merino. It's like the big pharaoh's lighthouse. Big pharaoh. Yes, perfect. Okay. Big pharaoh's lighthouse. That is beautiful. I love it. Big pharaoh's lighthouse. Oh, my God. How about the big pharaoh's lighthouse sponsored by Flan to make all of the ideas work? Or possibly Flan presents the Big Flowers Lighthouse. <laughs> Flan presents the Big Ferris Lighthouse. Yes. Thank you. That is the most perfect name we've come up with yet. This is even better than the time we came up with the Dan Brown Memorial Shish Lounge. Yeah, how long was that episode? Because this one's been, this is over an hour long. I feel it's one of our longer locations of what we're why. <laughs> of what, where, why. <laughs> this location of what, where, why, the dragon drives us to the flat presents the big forest lighthouse. <laughs> dark Souls 2 is an epic dark fantasy that will challenge you. <laughs> it raises interesting questions about the nature of kingship. <laughs> the dragon drives you to the lighthouse. Do the outro. That was episode 276. Flan presents the Big Pharos Lighthouse. (laughs) 
located in Prometheus. <laughs> it was 71 minutes long. <laughs> this is like this this is like a, a monkey's poor thing for me. Because it's like the story I told at the start, I'm like, oh god, it's clearly a lighthouse, so I should be explaining this to people. And now... And now... Like, so, what is it, seven years after this game came out? I am explaining it to people, but it's 71 minutes long, and it's just... It's gone everywhere. Merci, Sophie. Merci, Sim. Et merci tout le monde pour écouter notre podcast. À la prochaine! Au revoir! Sin, what, what do you call a woman who lives in a church tower? Maria? Bell. Oh. Bell Brutus? I'm just trying to find ones that aren't either about 9-11 or full of sexual stuff, and it's very difficult. <laughs>